This is Car Bros Podcast, episode 57. The Big 5-7. The Big 5-7. Heinz Ketchup, I think, is what you said. Right? Isn't that something? Sponsored by Heinz Ketchup. <laughs> um, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Um, today is a very special day. Very, very special. We have our first and potentially last <laughs> <laughs> guest ever on the podcast um very he needs no interest. popular yeah. youtuber <laughs> personality yeah i every time i refer to you this is savage geese yeah i like to think of you though as savage goose <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't it's know why me, so technically it's savage goose <laughs> yeah um how should we refer to you goose yeah, I, you know it's become a bad joke now that people call me goose so yeah. that, let's just go you want to go with there. that all right yeah all right i like it this is goose <laughs> from top gun you might say <laughs> yeah i wish it's off to a good start uh-huh. um just real quick if you are enjoying this podcast so far please consider <laughs> contributing to our patreon um yeah fuck it just do it yeah. that's about all i'm gonna say you about know that you, yeah, you know go, what to do google carbos patreon etc um thanks for being here all that interest and obviously if you whatever. have not checked out savage geese channel for some reason yeah i, I can imagine most people yeah, have but, yeah. uh, you should honestly goose um <laughs> i don't watch I don't watch the entire duration of all of your videos, but I think I've seen every one of them. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's pretty much like I'll sit down with Chipotle or whatever. And it's like, let me go on YouTube. And you're, you're really the only one that I will bring up because <laughs> everyone else it's like, I can't, I can't, I don't want to say I can't take anyone else. I just don't, I've kind of burned out you, on you all of them. So much out of it. Yeah. And I appreciate, um, I appreciate I appreciate the formula that you've come up with because it's solid and it takes a shitload of work, but you still do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's like it's fun to watch for any car. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. And even like with our limited experience doing videos, we can like really appreciate how much work goes into this stuff. Yeah. Like far beyond what you see in the actual video. Yeah. Yeah, and that's funny because I, I greatly appreciate you saying that because that's part of one of the reasons why I continue to do it this way, but I uh, feel like it's not quite sustainable as much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look at myself in the mirror when I get done with some of this stuff in the morning and I get up and I just hate life. I'm like, why am I working so hard for this, right. for these junks? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's partly like you guys, it, it started from really enjoying it and really in being involved in the creative process of it and not trying to do what everybody else is doing. And that's part of it. So yeah. I'm glad that you like it. I, I'm kind of feel sorry for you because <laughs> you know, I don't feel like it's that good, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I think we are. I think we have a similar approach in that when we started making videos, at least from my end, but I think all of us, it's just like, I'm just going to make the best content I can and like fuck anyone that tries to compete on that level. (laughs) I mean, really, it's just like, I'm just going to make better 
content yeah. than what's there. Yeah, quality over quantity. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, except the thing about you, which is crazy, is you, like, we feel that way, but we put out a video every six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yours are like, I mean, you're just over there draining your life force. <laughs> <laughs> Just hammering yeah, them out. It's, it's something else. I mean, I guess the thing is, like, if you want to make money off of it on YouTube, yeah. sadly, you have to, even if you're putting the work in, you have to have that one, two, probably two at, at a minimum every right. week. And yeah. if you are don't have a lot of help, that becomes very tedious yeah. very fast. Yeah, know? especially at the quality that you produce the videos at where you could churn out garbage or, or what you would consider garbage, but it, you know takes a lot more to put out quality stuff yeah the wild thing to me and i don't know if anyone else i don't know how many people in our audience know this but until recently it was just you making your videos mm. it was literally just you and i think you said at one point you're even making the music for yeah, them yeah that was for a long time i was making the music and that took me i would say because I, I i'm musical but i've never really done it on the computer so huh. it was like learning that process and i would say it would take me probably 10 hours just to make like an intro song it Man. was stupid absolutely <laughs> yeah. stupid and then people would steal it right download it re-upload it to a content id system and i get copyright and then I have to prove that it was fine. Right. Like, okay, I used this MIDI file, this, this, on this date. It was like... Take that, so, you piece so, of shit. That's what you get. You have to fly out to Silicon Valley and perform it live in front of them. Yeah. yeah. So I quit, I quit doing that, and now I'm just using Epidemic Sounds like every single other person. Oh, that's cool. That's, yeah, it's like certain things. It's like, fuck it, man. Just throw in the towel on this one. Like, yeah. Just can't do it. Well, the thing is, even when we see like the videos of like the vloggers, where like it looks really easy. What do you mean? Like the you know, like the big channels where it's just like a dude with his camera. Oh yeah. Or like that still looks like like we still know that's a shitload of work to like pump that stuff out. Yeah. Even if it like looks simple and easy to yeah, make. Yeah, it looks effortless. Like just yeah. like how quickly you'd get tired of doing that. At least if it was us. Well, there are very few people. I mean, I I will admit I'm not super well versed with everything that's on YouTube because it's like it's this like exponential growth thing of channels and content. But I'm struggling to think of anyone else short of like big production channels that do what you do with some like cinematic kind of intros and shots and stuff like that. And that stuff really burns up time like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that really um yeah, no one even really thinks about that when they're watching it most of the time i mean i think they appreciate it but like every one of your videos will have like a different intro and it's like man this guy yeah. is just glutton for punishment <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, and i think that's the thing is like I, I could sit here and talk to you about this for hours all the stuff like i'm looking i have a, a trip uh tomorrow i'm leaving at like 5 a.m and i have all this gear that I have to pack into like three cases, like motion sliders, you know, remote heads, mounts, all this crap that nobody cares about. Like literally, nobody cares about this stuff. I care. Yeah, this I was gonna like, say we. <laughs> three, we three people on this. For, you, know, three, you, you go there and there's a guy next to you, like holding his phone, doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah right. It's like a I million subscribers. Four S. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Like the amount of money expense and the headache. Like yesterday, I spent. I had a friend come over because I wanted to try a motion tracking pan tilt head mounted on the back of a car where I could remote control it or have it track a car without me hanging out the back of a car and we spent 
like two hours and basically it didn't fucking work (laughs) oh work and uh, you know it's uh thousands of dollars you invest in trial and error and all this crap try to make it quicker easier and then i have guys that tell me why do you even bother with that just (laughs) don't do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) we've had we've had moments like that too yeah um we just use our phone (laughs) some stuff yeah it's like some stuff will set up and then we'll like shoot another shot with a phone and it's like dude the phone shot looks better yeah (laughs) it's like like, damn it (laughs) um that's wild you do that you do the like smooth motion driving shots by hand you're just like hanging out of a truck or something that's the only i mean like the you'll see uh the e39 video that comes out monday morning oh okay that's cool Uh, it's it's not gonna be like yours yeah but there's some shots obvious (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah continue but yeah i mean like you'll see one of the shots is like some of them are hard mounted some of them are like literally me hanging out of the back of the car and i'm trying to find a way where i can literally do these shots with me and one other person or just me by myself as much as possible and that's the hardest part because you always need help and asking help is yeah at least at least we have three of us which still is like not as as many as we need in some cases but at at least it's more than one or two people yeah the wild thing that makes me jealous is when you'll watch like top gear or some of this stuff and literally all they have to do is like show up and talk yeah right and there's like professional crews just like nailing all that other shit it's like oh man that's the dream Mm -hmm. that is the dream yeah it is the dream you can can just be an on-air on-air personality yeah you can just be a personality man and then you can scream at people like where's my lunch you know <laughs> yeah. that level of entitlement oh know? i can't like, wait to coin's almost at that i can't wait to time. yeah he's often been called the diva <laughs> i would love to punch crew members <laughs> that's the dream isn't it isn't that all we want <laughs> getting fist fights over menial shit yeah um this is like really getting nerdy and technical but one of my favorite shots that you do is the door closing into the gauge cluster mm-hmm. I remember when you first started doing that, I was like, oh, that's fucking clever. That's that's sharp. You know, that really wasn't a shot either. It was just because I have all the shit mounted on the doors. Yeah. And I like I had to originally I'd mounted on the roof line and the doors so you couldn't get in the car. Right. So I'd have to get in the passenger side to get in the car to get these. So fa- eventually I got it stable enough where I can mount on the door. So it was just me getting in, in and out of the car. Yeah, right. Oh, that's an amazing shot. I'm like, that really wasn't a shot. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, like, Hold on a sec. That yeah. was fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's that? good. Yeah, yeah, he's so he's so innovative and clever. <laughs> and it was me swearing, like you know, it's it's usually just a combination of me swearing about how everything doesn't work right, or yeah. <laughs> why am I taking so much time? Yeah, yeah, it's funny how a lot of the stuff we've done has been not a lot of it but like there's quite a bit that's accidental or like on the spot. Yeah, like we'll do something, of, yeah. and it's like, oh wait a minute, yeah, do that. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's just, just kind of like little lucky, lucky things. Your comedy's got to be like that, though. When you're with friends yeah. and you're with a group, um, I think a lot of 
the fun part is like the spur of the moment the right. off the cuff humor that you just build and build and it yeah, gets totally. more ridiculous as you go on you know and i could tell that from watching that's why i like watching you guys yeah it's because you can tell that it's not fabricated it's just like you guys are having a shitload of fun when right. it's working we're always you like know? egging each other on yeah yeah a lot of times what we'll do is like we'll have a joke and we'll go to do it and then it's like it's just like friends it's like you try to take the joke further and further and to like continue to make each other laugh. And so a lot of times by the time we incorporate the joke in the video, it's on like rev seven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of the joke. And it's like, I think that's why people will, um, people will think that we're very clever. It's just like, Oh, that's such a funny joke. It's like, yeah. Cause we had that joke running for like a week. Some of the jokes like fucking like shifting. We've had going for like 15 years. Yeah. Well, like, well, this, these things are like getting worked on for like a year by the fi- time they finally make it to a video. So I don't know that we could do it. If it was like, all right, sit down, it's like Friday's video, come what up with a script yeah, and like, like what's funny. Room. Yeah. And, yeah, and stuff like that. yeah. It, it kind of, it's kind of incompatible with a regular, release schedule because it's a little bit just kind of has to get batted around and I don't know. It's inefficient in some ways. It's very similar doing this full time. Sorry. If if you guys were doing this full time and all three, you were like on top of each other. Yeah. Probably you'd get more into a rhythm, but this is not like, this is not your real life's blood. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. We've like, we've like fantasized, like not fantasized. Just like, man, imagine if like literally this was all we fucking did all day long. Yeah. What could we do? But then it's always like, would it be like diminishing returns? I think so for me, I think it might be diminishing returns, but the bigger thing is that since we are friends first, that kind of naturally gates it. Because if we're in a business situation, I guarantee there'd be points where it's like, would you just shut the fuck up and do that? You know, and <laughs> yeah, like right. it turn into stuff where it's like you, you we tend to preserve the friendship. And so I think that um, negates any possibility of us doing this. If it was 40 hours a week, I think the friendship oh, yeah. would suffer. Yeah, I think it just sure. couldn't. Yeah. I think it's it just couldn't inevitable. do it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and then know. you have to split up income three ways somehow. Yeah. And then if you're really trying to do it, that gets tricky very fast. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, once money's involved. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy right now to split zero. $60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing it because you want to do it. And I think yeah. that's the big thing that you start to lose when you get into this for real. Like if you guys just like, hey, you know what, I'm I'm quitting my real job right. or whatever and we're going to do this full time, your dynamic instantly changes because yeah. it's like there's more on the line than just there's like pressure. hanging out. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's something that we can spend a lot or a little time on. Talk a little bit about your car history and what you have now. Uh, I'll make that simple for you. I had a lot of shit cars when I was young. (laughs) Obviously, my parents had no money, no car knowledge. So, like, my ideal car at that, like, my first car that wasn't a piece of shit was, well, it was a Plymouth Sundance. Oh, Um, Oh, damn. We're talking about, like, the worst cars ever. John will probably put it in a picture. Birds of a feather. (laughs) It was brutal. Yeah, my mom had, like, a caravan. a LeBaron, so that was like kind of the two cars I learned on. So I'm like, oh, I, a big LeBaron low family. And caravan. <laughs> the Sundance is like those, so that's a cool car. Um, and it was just horrible. And Sundance. That's kind of how I got started until I was out on my own, and then I had realized I couldn't afford a car, so I bought the cheapest thing possible and 
when you buy the cheapest thing possible, it doesn't work, as I found out. <laughs> and uh, you literally, like, I literally was fixing that card on the side of the road in parking lots for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started getting really serious about cars because I don't want to have a serious life like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. like, well, maybe a Chevy or a Ford Taurus or a lot of these like cars that were just absolutely built in mass quantity like there's got to be a better thing and that's what my my interest started getting more and more into like hmm. real longevity what's not designed to break you know interesting these companies have high school students building these cars for them right <laughs> you know, it's just, um so yeah my past was a shit show and my new my cars right now are just i have an s2000 that um needs some stuff done um i have a 98 honda civic with like seventy thousand miles on it yeah i had a 98 hx that i drove for like seven or eight years or something was it a manual or an automatic yeah a manual they're good car i mean like yeah real men drive 98 civics i think (laughs) that's that's the take away i think that's what i'm and you did you have problems with like the lean burn and all that stuff on there yeah i had to i had to change the ecu and then it's like a five wire o2 sensor and they like (laughs) crack manifolds and it was like every problem that you can have with those i had yeah but they're still i mean they just i've heard people say you drive a honda until you're tired of looking at it (laughs) and it's like it's true you just drive it until you're done because it's never gonna you can't you can't be like i'm gonna drive it till it blows up it's like it's not gonna blow up <laughs> yeah it's never gonna <laughs> blow up you'll you'll die before that thing does so, yeah i look back on it fondly yeah that's that i totally agree with you that's kind of how i look at the civic like i purposely bought it with i bought i think like a year and a half ago from some old there some older couple that came from the netherlands and they bought it in 98 brand new and they just kept it the whole time and it just sat in the garage and only had forty thousand miles on it like 20 years later oh that's right sold yeah so i spent a shitload of money to get that car because i knew that i'll probably drive it for another 20 years (laughs) yeah totally never never die yeah so that's you have civic and s2000 that's your lineup Civic S2000 and Aerial Atom. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask, is, do you actually own the Aerial Atom? Yes. Nice. Yeah, Damn. That's pretty sweet. That's rad. Still technically a Honda, right? Oh, yeah. Is it a Toyota? I thought it was a Toyota. What motor is in that? It's the K20 or whatever? It's K24. That? Oh, okay. Dang. Yeah. Damn. No V8s, huh? It's a little disappointing. I had a V8. I, just, I sold that M3, the E92. Oh, yeah. That was the last V8 car I had. Why didn't you like that thing? I I forget because I'm starting to I'm starting to look at those Germans. I knew that I wanted one, and I looked for the lowest mileage one that I could possibly find the last model year, and I paid like forty six thousand for it. So I paid way too much for it, and it had six thousand miles on it when I got it, and I that Damn. thing was in the shop probably half the time I oh, had it. Oh, that's bullshit. Just bullshit, dude. Like a dr- I just got it out of the shop because the clutch slave cylinder leaked and then it leaked on the the clutch housing and saturated the clutch, so they had to do that. Got oh, it wow. back, parked it for like two weeks because the weather was horrible. Took it back out, got a, a check engine light limp mode. I had to have it towed on the side of the road. It was just like nonsense. Oh, that's crazy. I thought those things were pretty reliable. If that car was reliable, would you have kept it? I think in retrospect, yeah. Because huh. I just got it like the E9 or the E39. I thought to myself, well, the E39 is great, but the E90, the E90, E92 is a better car for sure. Yeah. I would definitely go back to it again. Did you get a M5? Is that what you're 
next video is? Yeah, the M5 is tomorrow, which would be, well, it's... Whenever. <laughs> yeah, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be like a week and a half ago. Weeks ago. Oh, that's Go awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to see you drive that. Your approach to cars, though, is um, it's quite a bit different, at least from mine, because I've noticed that you're you're much more just like you're kind of logical and to the point like you'll get in an old car and you'll be like yeah this interior is like horseshit by today's standards <laughs> and i would never like i'd be like oh it's like quaint it's and like yeah like i immediately get kind of not emotional but like it's it's hard for me to approach stuff in that way and you're just like yeah this like navigation system's like so outdated and terrible and like i wouldn't i would never like offend a car in that way <laughs> like the e39 it's like yeah this is like dated it's just like this is some 90s like you know attempt at yeah whatever yeah, thing yeah, yeah. We, and should, I, we should ask him about steering feel huh? oh yeah <laughs> do, you, do you know what steering feel is because we, we yeah, the, <laughs> yeah the the made-up thing that everybody talks about <laughs> yeah. i don't think i've That's seen it. i don't think i've seen a single review about a new car it's like steering feel could be better <laughs> like aside from the complete lack of like what the fuck are you looking for yeah I don't know. I wish. Well, I think you'll like the M5 video because mm-hmm. it's not the way that I typically do it. Oh, you'll cool. see that it's probably more the way you look at the car than. Oh, okay. Yeah, I appreciate so, that. I, I now totally screw up what you just said, but yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely come at it a different way. Um, That's cool. But steering feel, yeah, it's kind of a joke. I don't know that people really particularly understand how to explain what steering feel is. Yeah. But I don't. I think the sad part is is the way cars are designed is there's supposed to be no steering feel. Like yeah. they re- literally do not want people to feel anything through the steering wheel. Well, and that's people also that's like why. people get so bent out of shape. It's like yeah, the general public doesn't want to feel shit through the <laughs> steering wheel. Like why would yeah. you possibly think that's a good thing? Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> this vocal minority of people who aren't even going to buy the car. They're talking about like a Honda Accord. <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's like people just want this like box <laughs> that is like silent that gets them where they want to go i mean that's i mean most people who buy cars are not enthusiasts so i don't know I, sometimes i feel bad for the amount of flack that manufacturers supposedly take for not making cars that are like enthusiast based enough right where it's like are those people even gonna buy it no so i don't know yeah, about oh, you're right. about used in 15 years. Yeah, they're waiting for that trickle down. Yeah. Third yeah, no, you're totally right. I, I agree with you. You can't. It's a. It's a, There's a no win proposition for a lot of these manufacturers. And now that yeah. I've been doing this for long enough, I've had the opportunity to talk to enough of the engineers who work on these cars and product planners and all this. And it's like they kind of look. They look at you and they're like, "Dude, if I could only tell you what I really want to tell you, what I think about this," and yeah. then some do. And it's very eye-opening, and I think you'll see kind of like in some of these more recent videos in the past couple of years, I, I constantly talk about compromises that have to be made, yeah. and they're made because the very people that are buying them are the reasons why a lot of these cars suck. Yeah. It's not because they really want to make the cars suck, but yeah. they have to to sell sure. them. Right. So. Yeah, it's like, it's never, I always I always feel bad for like when people blame the engineers. Like, really? You think they didn't know how to make a better... <laughs> car it's it's the consumer asking for a price point you know that's like driving this stuff do you think there are any cars today that'll be like the aforementioned 98 civic where you could just like own it pretty much trouble free for a couple decades Hmm. or is that like is that era just like totally gone 
I think there's a few cars that are left. Um, there, there's a few, and you just have to hope that their motors are going to hold up. But I think I did one on the the new Kia Forte. They actually have a non-direct injected motor with a manual transmission option that is just all pretty much as basic mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, that's the closest thing you're going to get. Straight out of mm-hmm. the 90s. Yeah, I think maybe yeah. even like a Tacoma or something is. I guess that would be. Those are pretty close. That's why they hold their value so well because people like, yeah. assume they're going to own it forever. And yeah, yeah, people give Toyota a bunch of shit for being kind of boring and old school. And then, like, I feel like as I got older, I'm like, wait, they're really reliable. Like, <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah, it's totally an age thing. I, you know, that's something you got to put in perspective. You know, you look at a lot of these car channels. And they, they, you can definitely who, who they're trying to cater to is the younger audience when everything's cool. Yeah, and right. They make everything That's cool. cool man, yeah, you know? yeah right. <laughs> That's where all the clicks are, apparently. I love yeah. the shifter. I love the steering wheel. I love the headlights. It's all cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing, just as an aside, that I often appreciate about your reviews is your... I think our shared obsession with the shit black levels on LCDs that they put in cars. <laughs> yeah. That one just bugs me to no end. Like when you're at night, like nighttime driving. Here's the other thing. If you want to get real, we get real obscure on this podcast when they'll have a screen off option and some of them actually cut power to the screen and some of them just go black. Yeah. You mean gray? Yeah. yeah. On a screen with bad black levels. <laughs> it's like that's got to be one of my most obscure complaints but i'll drive a car that actually cuts power to the screen on screen off and i'm like i would consider this car yeah uh-huh. <laughs> unless you need the screen to do like 90 percent of the like yeah, yeah, controls yeah. or something yeah yeah but uh yeah and you like that's a, like i'll bring some of this stuff up to manufacturers or product planners i'm like why do you leave the inverter on why is there why do you have this why do you give the option to turn a screen off, but right. the screen's still on? Like from a design perspective, why? And they just look at you cross-eyed. They're like, "Dude, do you think anybody cares about that?" <laughs> 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 I'm like, "Well, I guess you're right." You the know? people demand an answer. <laughs> Silent majority. Let me talk to your superior. Um, here's another question that I'm sure everyone's going to be rolling their eyes about. What do you think about Tesla? Uh, like what it's re re, rephrase that question (laughs) all right let me narrow it down what do you think about the three have you driven one yes do you like it as an electric car (laughs) uh, if you're just talking about an electric car yes i guess you have to like you really have to ask specific well i guess i guess that's enough because i'm like a big fan yeah i'm a huge fan of that thing from like the every time i have someone who has one and i borrow it occasionally and like every time i drive it i'm just blown away and i i'm just convinced that like they're they're on a path to just dominate the landscape because (laughs) like that's how much of a fanboy i am um, what is it about the, those cars? What is it specifically about them that it gives you such a the warm and fuzzies? It feels like they, um, whatever their design process is, they prioritize getting it right, whatever that means. And so every kind of decision about the car has a consistent vision. Like with the three, it was like, we're going to simplify the driving process. 
and through and through that car, it's just, does this contribute to the driving process being simpler or not? And if it didn't, they cut it out. And if it did, and it's just like every part of it feels that way from the way that you start it to operate it to the way that it's like built the simplicity of it. It's driving costs down. It's just like everything about it. It feels like they had a unified um, vision for what that car should be. And a lot of other cars, it feels like, yeah, like 18 different departments designed this. And, you know, there's kind of like some parts of it I like, some parts of it I don't. So I don't know. It just feels very different from my experience with a lot of other cars. So plus I have a huge crush on Elon Musk. So I think oh, you're Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> were you a Steve Jobs guy? Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he likes the underground. Kind of, you know, uh, the, I like the underdogs. Yeah, the kind of guys you don't hear a whole lot about. Yeah. The kind of lesser known CEOs. <laughs> I think, you know, like I have people ask me all the time, why don't I do Teslas? And I think partly because you can't look at a Tesla the same way you look at other cars. It's a vehicle designed by tech people for right. iPhone users. Yeah. You know, really, it's the iPhone equivalent of a car. And when you take a different approach to building a car like they have, you also have to take a different approach of how you measure it and how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I have not been able to really figure out how I want to do that. And kind of, I, I personally, you know, I think they're on the right path they're an amazing like what they've been able to do in the american market how they've been able to build things here their battery infrastructure from a technical perspective it's amazing but again i think it's tech people building a car and as long as that car still you still have to drive it there's things that they they don't understand about it Mm. Um, much like regular like toyota honda ford gm their car companies trying to be tech companies Mm -hmm. now they don't know what the hell they're doing. And I think there there needs to be some kind of like middle ground that they haven't found yet yeah. um, to kind of take it more mainstream. So I'm kind of on the sidelines waiting to see if this, you know, if it's going to turn into a shit show in like five years when these things have miles on them. Yeah, real, totally. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. One thing that does crack me up about that car, though, is like when new cars will come out and it doesn't have like a volume knob. People are like, what they the fuck? You know, they like lose their <laughs> yeah. shit. And then Tesla comes out and has like nothing yeah, in the no interior. All, yeah. And people are like, this is the best car ever. <laughs> it's like, why do they get to get away with that? Like, Well, it's because you, you come at it. The people that look at it, look at it as a tech toy. It's yeah, not yeah. a car. Yeah. And if, if literally I would say if you if it was a self-driving car, I'd be I think that's the perfect platform for it. The way they do the electronics, the mm-hmm. interior, all of that is just ideal. But if you have to drive it, I don't like um, simple functions that are relegated to this giant touchscreen that I could literally. I don't. I don't want to go on a, off the off on a tangent on this, but I, I have a new slider, right? And they've gone away from a physical controller to using an app to use it. Yeah, and yeah. I did a video for the owner of this company. I'm like, this is how I used to do it, and it literally took me three seconds. Right. This is how it takes me now, and it takes me 25 seconds, and yeah. it takes me at least 30 seconds longer to do every shot because the app is cool, right? But it's not as it's not functional, functional to do your everyday tasks. Yeah, and that's kind of where i take exception with a lot of that yeah let me wait for bluetooth to connect yeah. <laughs> <then> like, <laughs> or not connect. oh it needs an update better not use my wireless <laughs> headphones because they'll mess with the connection yeah. um okay so let's shift gears a little bit one thing that i'm curious about or i think we're curious about is when we make videos we pull very little very few punches 
because we don't really we're not really trying to be on anyone's good side it's like pretty much every time we cross a bridge we burn it basically <laughs> like that's just kind of the reality of <laughs> it's like we're never going back to the quail like yeah. that's just not this we can, like, sneak in with someone else yeah we're gonna have to go through some side door um <laughs> I mean, it's funny about that one. It's like last year we went in as press and this year our press credentials were denied. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, well, but we went in as a, yeah, <laughs> we'll go into the front door yeah. then. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think what I'm curious about is like, how much do you find that you have to compromise your kind of natural voice when you're um, producing your content? A lot. You think uh, so? Almost, oh. I would say 60% uh, is not real. Um, and it's not real because the people that control the industry are, it's, it's a people driven industry and it's a Mm -hmm. small circle of people that every single person knows each other. So like in the Midwest, um, there's power brokers like everywhere. And if you piss one of them off, right. whether you're friends with the other one or not, like from another company, you, you give this person a hard time or their bosses come to them and say, what the hell happened? What's going on with this? They get burned and then they talk to everybody else. And it's just dominoes that fall. Jeez, and um, it, it's just that simple. And they will tell you, well, they'll tell you well that's not the way we work that's not the way it really works we want you to to be open and in free press but um we've had these i actually i just had this conversation last week when it came to like some ford stuff Hmm. um i had the ranger and the ranger is garbage (laughs) and i've had people email me that from behind the scenes which i can't share some of the stuff i've had people email me behind the scenes that have inside information that have basically reiterated that and worse and in good conscience, I'm like, look, I just have to say it. Yeah. But I'm never going to go on a press trip for Ford again. I'm never probably going to get access to cars again. And um, it's just you, you call these reps. They won't answer you. They won't answer your emails. They won't talk to you. And then they'll talk to the next person. And mm-hmm. it's just so what is the media for? And that's one of the topics I wanted to talk about. We get these cars or the media is involved in doing videos or stories and you are kept in a very small box. You are an, an extension of their marketing. Yeah. They're not spending thousands of dollars to give you a car for a week or whatever it is, or spending $5,000 or $10,000 to send you on a press trip for you to go and be like, this, thing sucks. this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just not the way it's structured. And even if they didn't pay, like let's say I had to pay to get a car for a week right. or I had to pay for these press trips and I still trashed it, why would they want you there when there's a thousand other people that would be in line yeah. to go and spin it the way that they want it spun? <laughs> Whatever you want, boss. <laughs> right. No, and yeah. it's true. You know, for if there's how many, if you guys, for example, I would, many people would be like, I'd love to do what you're doing. I'd love to have the cars. I would have loved, loved to go on a Monterey or whatever it is. Right, right. Um, and that's, so media is, it's very, very difficult pill for me to swallow. Um, and I know there's a fine line that I have to walk, but every week, every month that passes by, I feel worse mentally from doing this stuff. And I know it's just cars, but the fact that you can't be completely honest or you can't be real about a lot of this stuff without filtering it through like mm-hmm. this this filter of 
PR bullshit, mm-hmm. it, it's it's making it a lot more difficult for me to continue doing it. It's interesting. It almost like the way you describe it is like you're you're basically a subcontractor for their marketing department at this point. Right. It's like they've just offloaded their marketing yeah. costs. Yeah. Now, now instead of it being <laughs> internal, they just use this is, this is turning into a way for them to circumvent the cost of healthcare <laughs> right. by pushing it out onto other people. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, I guess the it's exceptions are like top gear. It's like when they're so big that like we don't need to get like we don't need to like suck some you know company. We don't need to, we don't need to rub them the right way to get the cars. Like yeah, we can, we can acquire these any way we want and say whatever we want because it's entertaining. Yeah, it's like you would you have, have to, to get such a high level. To, you'd have to get to a level, or um, the other thing I've thought about. I mean, you run the risk of basically just everyone hating you. That's what like if you just go full rogue, it's like okay this guy is like essentially blacklisted, but there are ways to do it where you're like borrowing private cars and stuff and reviewing them. And, and it yeah, just depends, which is, you know, that's the problem that that's a whole different problem. Um, the M five that I just did, you know, the car's mint, mm, but nice. the owner loves the car yeah. and we, we worked with, he worked around Chicago auto pros it's the most perfect example of an M5 you're possibly going to find, and then we are so excited to drive it, and the third and fourth gear synchros are gone on it. <laughs> yeah. Just totally gone, and the guy just doesn't use those gears, or he doesn't you know, drive through those gears, and it's totally normal to him. It's a little asterisk or, next to them. Yeah. Or if I put a, you know, the guy's paint, the paint's perfect. So if there's any scratch or anything you put on it, it's right. a big deal. Or, you know, the previous owners, they're really great. But, you know, they have to sign waivers. They want to be involved in the process of filming. Yeah. I can't take it for three days to do a real production on it. It's like, then, you know, do I travel to go out of state? Then I can't put a car on a lift. It's like the the press car thing gives me the ability to do the the production that I want to do. But then you're, you're basically selling your soul yeah. to be able to, <laughs> you know. Yeah. There's just no winning situation unless you had the money, like right. you mentioned Top Gear. Yeah that's all publicly funded and they can just be like, Oh fuck it. You know, we got right. millions of dollars. Yeah. And, and they don't, they away. don't, and they don't have advertisers that are like riding on them. Like, yeah, that's yeah our true. BMW commercial is going to go in between segment one and two, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, uh, I don't know if you have an answer to this, but what are your strategies for avoiding burnout? Um, time management. That's the straight answer. Like I talked to a business coach and some counseling this past like month about how the hell do you do this and not like literally be miserable. Yeah. Um, it, what kills me is when I'm doing like 12, 15 hours a day, which I will because mm-hmm. I that's the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. But then I look at what suffers. Like I said, I think earlier, I'll look, I'll look in the mirror and I look like 10 years older Yeah. Right. just because I'm so stressed or my relationships are like in the sewer mm-hmm. like with pretty much everybody. I'm short tempered. It comes out in the videos. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Time management's the only way to do it. And you understand what your limitations are, what your strengths are and what you are, who and what you're really playing to. Um, so I had that hard lesson with this Bondurant video I just did, which is, you know, um, a whole thing about driving school, learning how to drive. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, nobody gives a fuck about that. Like nobody just, nobody gives a shit about it. They want to see like new cars. They want right. to see people doing stupid shit, like making jokes or going sideways and mm-hmm. the gimmicks. That's what sells. 
So I have to understand that box that I'm in. It's mm-hmm. like you guys. Yeah. You know what you guys can do what you want to do sometimes, and nobody's going to watch it. Right. But you know exactly what sells, and you know what angle to go that sells. And sometimes that's not really what you want to do. Yeah. But um. So. Sorry, I'm rambling. No. Well, I don't think we. <laughs> Part of the reason, too, where we're like, oh, we know what we could do to make money. It's like if we started doing what you do, we wouldn't it wouldn't be better than yours. It's like we're kind of we're kind of relegated to what we do because this is all we can do. We just can. This is the best version of us producing content. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, but we could make some car reviews that like, (laughs) yeah, you probably could. And they'd be amazing. (laughs) I I think (laughs) watching your stuff, I think the big thing that caught me right away from your older videos, especially um, even like the Chad thing, um, it's funny, it's original, it's a spoof, and you guys have this like jackass sense to the car scene. It's like almost like kind of what they were doing when they were really young. Like, yeah. Um, it's it's genuine, it's trolly, and it. I think you'd be just as successful as like Donut Media in a different way, like the other side of Donut Media. Mm. Um, but you don't have the time to commit to it. And that's what would kill you doing it on the internet. I mean, you could do it once in a while, but you're yeah. not going to make any money off of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. We've never been like, okay, we need, next week we need a video. What are we doing next week? Yeah. yeah. A week after that. I feel like we are still finding our, like, our, our groove. Because honestly, the Monterey video, usually when we release a video, it's extremely positive in the first few days because it's our subscriber base who's watching it. And it's like, you know, I mean, you're the same way, you know, it's like there's people who watch your video like two minutes after it posts (laughs) and they're just like, awesome, man, loved it. And it's like, dude, it's 4 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you've got super fans and they're heartwarming. And so we'll release a video that's very positive. And then, like, as the week goes on, the kind of more, like, casual people yeah. will, like, stumble upon it. And it'll shift, extreme for us, extremely negative because they're, like, outside <laughs> the joke or whatever. And we're used to that. The Monterey video has been positive the whole time. Yeah. And that's literally a first for us. We've never made a video where it's, like, it's it's nothing but positive. Yeah, the trajectory is, like, a, a straight, you know, yeah, it's just like ever Something line. that requires that sort of just time commitment right. yeah it's like everyone gets it and so but to me i mean it seems obvious but i was like oh right we should just make videos that everyone likes <laughs> it's like this is like revelation it's that's like, how you made it big yeah it's like oh right i forgot that like the purpose of some of our videos is to like piss people off right who don't get so i don't know it's like we've been doing this a while but um we're still kind of feeling it out you know, I, the Monterey video is different, though. Yeah. The Monterey video had a different tone to it, which I don't know if you kind of picked up on that. And it was, look, we're self-aware of what we're doing. Yeah. It came across as genuine, like, look, we're just this is this is you told the story, like we're we don't know what the fuck we're doing, right. <laughs> which immediately gives you credibility because people are not intimidated or they're not you're not trying to do something. Yeah. So you let that out, and secondly, you're you're saying, look, we wanted a troll car, and that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what you did, and you took this very like kind of, it's I wouldn't I don't want to say heartwarming, but like a very warm feeling from the fact that you guys put this all together as friends and you really tried to make this happen and you didn't really care in the end whether you you cared if you got in yeah yeah but it was more about the journey and the storytelling that was very accessible to i, I think it's obviously everybody's going to tell you this it's underviewed but it has the accessibility there that some of the spoof 
the weird humor and the obscurity shit doesn't which mm. i'm on the same i like i love that yeah but people don't get it yeah like, you know people they don't get anything right um but that people get if they understand car stuff which yeah you know i hats off to you guys I, it was like i said i wasn't joking when i thought it was like one of the best car things i've seen and at probably years to be honest thank you so man I, I hope big compliment yeah we appreciate that a lot yeah i uh I feel like there's, I don't know, there's something there. I mean, it's related to my next question. It's like, what do you think would take you? Well, you can answer this. You can answer one of two questions or both. <laughs> Either, what do you think would take what you're doing to the next level? Like, what do you think is that next thing? Or do you feel like the path you're naturally on right now is just leading you in a direction that you want to go? Where if you extrapolate it years from now, you're like stoked about the trajectory. I think the whole YouTube thing and the, at least from a car perspective is, uh, it's a bubble. Um, I kind of say this and I don't mean to sound negative about it, but there's, it's a very here today, gone tomorrow industry. You're mm-hmm. popular for a certain amount of time and you become disposable and people get tired of you. It's yeah. like musicians, actors, movies, TV shows. Um, you have a life expectancy with this stuff. Um, and you have to figure out, what you're going to do next. So for me, my big thing is how am I going to reinvent what I'm doing? And I don't think there's a, and I've been questioned about this, like Micah from um, Kelly blue book. He's like, dude, Mm -hmm. you can constantly reinvent yourself. There's Mm -hmm. always new ways to do stuff. But if the car is at the heart of the story, you know, there's only so much shit you can do with it. So for me, like I'm trying, how do I do this different? How am I going to evolve this? And then what happens when it just stops? What am I going to do from there? And I think um, I'm super passionate about like the tech. I'm super passionate about how to make things better for people. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that are spending so much money to buy these things that are going in debt for them. I feel like there's some value there to help another company or something if this goes bust. Mm-hmm. Um, but the YouTube thing, um, I want to reach my peak of what I think I can do with it. Um and continue making videos that I'm passionate about. And when that ends, I'm done, Hmm. I'm done. And I'm like, I feel like I have to, like I'm at that point of making another decision in the next year of whether I can continue to do this and be happy with doing it um, and actually helping people. And if I'm no longer doing that, then I'm out. Hmm. I just, I don't have any interest in doing it just for the sake of it. Like right now I, I envy you guys so much because you don't have to deal with that. You're just sitting there as three friends that want to be there right and i i like i don't have that so yeah i would rather be sitting where you're sitting right now to be honest um so i i just i hopefully it continues to grow and i can make an impact and try to help people with the stuff also keeping it real that it's car shit it's not like (laughs) yeah you know that's it's just not Mm -hmm. super important yeah Mm -hmm. so We'll all fucking come out to California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, yeah, we, we got space. There's a spot at the table. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll go under the table. <laughs> you, can, you can literally... I mean, I really think... Um, I've said this before. Like People ask about our setup and like the share of responsibility between the three of us. And I've said before, it's like we're actually... There's a missing link that would take us to the next level because it's like we we bring a lot to the table that it's like there's not really a 
like taskmaster, yeah, project manager thing and, that would kind of like we, we, we never had like a whatever PR like someone that actually cares about spreading spreading it around. Yeah, we're bad at we're, that we're too. Like, oh, we don't want to make an Instagram. Like, who wants to hey, do yeah, that? Um, but like, I actually think you as an addition to this lineup would take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah. I really think so. Cause it, it has to be the right fold of they bring the skills, but also they get the humor right. cause it can't, I mean, there's tons of people who are organized or whatever, you know, but yeah, you, you roll that around in your head when you finally like blow it all I up. I get the humor. Yeah, and if I, when I blow this thing up, it's like I can't fix it. Yeah, yeah. When you burn all your bridges, when you get into yeah. your Civic and you just drive west, <laughs> yeah. just pack up, come to the land of sixty-five degree days. Yeah, in there's February. a there's a couch here for you. We'll reinvent it. I'm curious. Uh, you mentioned your driving school videos. And how everyone hated them. Honestly, those have been my favorite videos recently, just because mm. Garrett and I have been getting into you know autocross and track days the past couple of years. And honestly, like I I sh- am shit at heel towing, and so I, every single time I watch one of your videos and you're just doing it effortlessly, I'm super jealous. So mm-hmm. I've been watching those to try to figure out a way to practice. You know, mm-hmm. even just using like a PlayStation wheel and pedals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But when you made those, was that like more enjoyable than your typical reviews? Just because it was did you feel more passionate about that than just your, the formula you've been doing for years? Um, I, I guess yes and no, like the Bondurant thing, we approached them and like, Hey, you know, we want to, we want to tell the story. We want to do a driving series to show kind of like what goes into this stuff. Cause so many people get so obsessed with buying cars, modifying the shit out of them, you mm. know, and then they don't like, they, they just, I don't know. It's just weird to me. So I'm like, how can we tell this story about the benefit of learning some of this stuff, these skills that you take for life, and then talking to the people? And when we got there, it was like, holy shit, these people are like, they have a purpose. Like, I don't have a purpose. <laughs> these guys, like, they want to help people learn how to drive, and they were so passionate about it. I'm like, I, I'm like, I felt so good about telling the story. And then, you know, the cost of like going out there and all the equipment and just the time. And I'm like that's where the business part started to hack into what I really wanted to do. Right. Mm, like right. you're crossing that line between, Oh, I really want to tell this story. And then you look at your bank account and you're like, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I, I really loved it, but in the end I'm so bitter. Like I'm so bitter that, you know, like you have to play this, you have to play the game that, yeah. Everybody has to play still. Like I know that if I would have just taken a car, crashed it into a tree and had a girl running out naked, I would have mm-hmm. had 4 million views yeah. and the vi- video would have been like a minute long. Yeah. You know, like you know what the formula is and it's so it makes me so bitter that that's all that like not all that people care about, but that's yeah. that's the yeah. formula to success. It gets the numbers, right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because you can make certain videos that are low viewership, but it's like certain people's we've done this before and some of your videos are like this where people watch them and it's like you know they're just like oh my god thank god this exists yeah. like this is insane and it's not that it's not wide reaching it's not a million view video but for the people who do get to see it they're like this is incredible you know it's like this is perfect this is exactly what i want I think the the way to make that stuff successful which hasn't been cracked yet and i'm not sure if it's a phase or what but it's like how do you get those core people to pay some amount of money 
Like if you got everyone who watched that video to pay 99 cents to view it, it'd totally be, you know, it'd be perfect and amazing. Right. But Well, everybody's used to the everything's free model. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's just a society problem and where we're at, like, you know, back and I brought this up and I think another podcast in your early 2000s, we didn't have uh, free email, free this, free everything. And right. everything was kind of like you wanted it, you paid for it. Right. And then when all the free services came in with social media, it's like, oh, I can have all this shit for free. Right. And then you go to the reviews. That's the best part. When you go and look at comments and reviews, I can't believe I had to do this. Yeah. You know, it, it, dude, you didn't pay a fucking dime yeah. for it. And you're like complaining like somehow you have the rights to, to like. Yeah. You know, have a, an opinion about you it. You wasted my time. Yes, yeah, so. they're complaining about wasting their time, like wasting more of their time to comment on it. Yeah, right. Worst yeah. eight minutes of my life. Especially on, on our final race video, like it gets all these views from like India and stuff, and some of the views yeah. are like bullshit, stupid. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, and it's from like. A, an 11 year old somewhere. Yeah. Kids bless the internet for allowing children from across the globe to talk shit to us. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. something that we, I'm, and they're, they're like avatars, like a Roblox. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I'm sorry. This is shit. And you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, sorry, dude. <laughs> I'll try harder next time. But that's the beauty of trolling. I think, you know, like when you get to that point where you're okay with teasing the monkeys. Yeah, right. And you're like, you basically know exactly what you're doing and who you're triggering. Yeah. And you you garner the people that appreciate it are going to love it. Yeah. And then the people that don't get it are going to be like tearing you apart. I'm surprised you haven't gotten death threats yet (laughs) for certain shit. Yeah, I know. The funniest thing was the first video that we did, like more than any other, was like, let's fucking piss off and confuse let's purely yeah that mustang versus frs like let's like you couldn't tell it was sarcastic i mean it was like another thing was deep sarcasm Mm -hmm. was such a weird video okay so let's switch gears just a little bit (laughs) clever (laughs) nice one (laughs) (laughs) um what is the most fun car you've driven recently And here's another way to think of that. Something that, like, you would want to own. Like, if money was no object kind of thing. If you're just like, damn, I just want this in my garage. Uh, You know, there's probably only a handful. Let me just put the two cars that I would like to own is a 458 mm. and a... Um, I really, really still like the GT350 Mustang, even though I somewhat loathe that car why there's just i don't know i just there's just it feels like such a piece of shit yeah i don't the, know what it is about the, the the mustangs they feel like pieces of shit but there's something undescribably fun yeah. about driving it i don't know what it is you're just the um, standard 350 or the r or the, i don't really care the motor either, either the one yeah fun. really you you feel like they're equal in coolness because i haven't driven either but it's been a I hot would, topic. I guess yeah. You could take the, I would guess if I didn't care about the money part, I would just take an R because yeah. I would actually use the R part right. of it on a track. Yeah. But I mean, you can get the same sensation out of the regular one. The motor and trans is the big thing about they're, it. They're, they're really. down to like 45 grand. Yeah. They're getting yeah. realistic. Yeah. The regular they're, one. Yeah, they're getting realistic yeah. and you have to have like a whole garage full of spare motors for it. <laughs> <laughs> Are they? Are those motors unreliable? Uh, I haven't heard anything I've heard about. some stories of people blowing them up at, Oh no, really? 
Every every single person I've met that has one at an event, they all say the same thing. I'm on my second motor, or this motor's going out. What? No. Doesn't matter. They just. Oh, that's too bad. And that's just, from from just daily driving, or they take it to tracks. It's daily stuff? driving. Jesus. Like seriously, just any. It doesn't really matter. It's just that I think there's a defect in the design oh, that they're working on. That's yeah. fucking um, annoying. It's. Yeah, it's really it's really shitty. But even that said, hey, it's still <laughs> you roll the dice. Is what you you're roll those dice. He's a gambling man. Have you driven a um, six-speed Hellcat, a stick Challenger? Yes. Yeah. What did you think about that? They had it at Bondurant when we were there. Oh yeah, so that's oh, what yeah, you train right. in is that car, and that was the first time I'd been in a manual version. Yeah. What did you think? And it. It's got a Viper trans in it. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. It, like, we thought, oh, you, there's no way you'd want a manual in this car. It's too yeah. fast. And then you drive it, you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> thing <laughs> rules. It is. It's it's so fun. It, it's it's so badass. And uh, it's, it's badass and not like that traditional, like, sports car feel. It just, you yeah. get so much of your senses, like, ignited by this yeah. car. Even though you, you measurably, objectively, it's just not the greatest thing. It's like the GT350. It's the same thing. You feel like there, there's so many things they did wrong, but when <laughs> yeah. you drive it, you're like, yeah, I want it. You forget yeah. about it. That's how I have not driven a 350, but when we did our, we did a video with a Hellcat and it was a six speed, and I came away just like this motor is like a legend. Yeah. This thing <laughs> is just. Like, if you ever looked at the dyno on one of those, it's like a 45-degree angle for power. <laughs> and then it's like a tabletop <laughs> for the torque. It's like, how did they make this thing so good? It's like, where do you go from here? There's no... Yeah. This is insane. I, I was I just fell in love with that thing. And just the gearing on it. Like, what, first gear goes all the way to 60? So just yeah. driving around town... You're so you just, just feel like a fucking line. boss in yeah. that thing. Like, I just, I just loved that thing. It's a lot of money, but... It, it felt like the kind of fun where it's like this is not going to get outdated like right. this kind of fun doesn't wear off right. this is just like this is just fun but yeah i haven't driven a 350 i'm curious if i would if i would have that same kind of uh reaction um to the it 350 is not as it doesn't have that sense of like fun that the hellcat or the red eye has but it's different like it's that sound and vibration that you yeah. get from these cars that people don't understand. Like I'm not a Mustang, I'm not a muscle car guy, yeah. but when you get behind the wheel of some of these, when they're done right, like those cars, man, do they, they just, you have to appreciate how ridiculous they are. Yeah. And that's just all it is. It's, it's the human. Yeah. <laughs> You're a yeah. car person. Yeah. It's like connects to every sense. Yeah. It's so clear when some of those cars are just made by, you're just like the team clearly had car people on it. Yeah. Like they clearly were just like, they would want to own this thing. You know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's made to whoever there's a target audience, but it, this thing was not made to a focus group. Right. It was yeah. made to people who were just like, yeah, yeah this needs to be a badass mm-hmm. vehicle. And I was like, it shows you drive it. And you're like, yeah, you nailed it. It's kind of like the FUBU of cars. Forest, <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, it's been said many times. Exactly. Yeah. It's a common, <laughs> it's a common, uh, well, that's exactly when I talked to the SRT guys. I talked to all the people that were involved in making the, the well, the Demon and then the Red Eye. 
they all said the same shit. I'm like, what would you? What did you leave off the table? And they're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We wanted, we wanted more horsepower. You know, yeah. wanted a thousand horsepower engine on the street. Yeah. That was their biggest thing. They didn't care about anything else but making more power. And I think that's what makes it funny because it's just that was their singular yeah. focus. Jeez, <laughs> you know? yeah. that's awesome. And then I love they just took that motor and just throw it in everything now. It's a great motor. Yeah. I mean, go for it. Yeah. And I suspect, I mean, I don't have any, I haven't checked, but my feeling is that that motor is going to be reliable for a long time. Even at 700 horsepower, it felt understressed. Right. It just feels like this fucking monster of a motor that's going to be around for a while. And it's simple. Yeah. It doesn't rev that high. You know, it's like, well, as simple as supercharging gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's an overhead <laughs> right, yeah, valve, yeah. you know, versus GT 350. I'm like, I don't know, man. That's why I'm disappointed to hear that. Cause I thought, cause the, um, the boss 302 before it, they, when they did that motor, they were like, you're not going to blow this motor up. Like they went to insane lengths to, make that motor durable plus it, well plus it was like based on a you know a fairly common motor they just kind of like yeah sure but it's like i think they ran it on a dyno for like 24 hours at full load or something it's just like stock you're not gonna blow this thing up and so i had assumed they did the same amount of durability testing to the 350 and like a lot of the stuff i've read they're like there's some weird vibration <laughs> in this thing at like half the rpm range and stuff it's like oh that's a little well, that's a little scary. Well, the Coyote motor in the regular Mustang GT, that's kind of like, okay, you want a bulletproof motor before they went to direct injection. I mean, that's literally, you could drive that like a straight, <laughs> like monkey and not do anything. <laughs> Maniac. To it. But the GT350, like, they're like, oh, we want a flat plane crank. We want it to rev higher. You know, it's like Dang. a Ferrari on a discount. Yeah. Price. It's like, dude, right. it's not, but it's something's going to get Something's going to go wrong. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm glad that you validated my uh-huh. Hellcat obsession. <laughs> yeah. Because to me, like, this is going to sound, maybe this won't sound crazy, but to me, the E39 M5 has a very Hellcat feel. It's just dialed back to like seven. But it's like, they even look similar from the front. And it's just like torque everywhere kind of thing. And so I've always liked that. I like that because it's like, it's not a track car. That's not a track car. It's just a like cruise downtown and like punch it from stop sign. You know, it's like, that's, yeah. that's where the E39 M5 is great is like three tenths on the street. Yeah. Or you're just like second gear rolling on it. And the Hellcat is that, but more mm-hmm. and without like four different cam position sensors and fucking <laughs> yeah. like you know rubber in the drive line and shit i mean there's always something to replace on that car and so i was like i don't know the hellcat appeals to me in that way it's like an american modern e39 m5 um reimagined kind of i don't know if you agree or disagree <laughs> or... <laughs> i i mean I, we brought that up in the video um because we just got done i think doing like every m5 and i can't remember which one it was i think it was not it wasn't the f10 which was the v10 or no wait e60 is the v10 the e6 the yeah the e60 is the v10 and then the f is the f10 the f10 came next twin, yeah okay so it was a twin turbo yeah so we drove the twin turbo and we thought, okay, this is like a modern Hellcat. Yeah. Or like, um, and I felt like your car, that felt 
like a library to me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it feels so refined. I mean, the motor's great, obviously. Yeah, yeah. It's just that there, I didn't expect a level of refinement out of that thing. It's yeah. just crazy how smooth it is. It was definitely like that era is popular for a reason from BMW. It's like they were getting something right. Like they, cause, cause mid nineties BMW is kind of junky. It's like mid nineties German in general, early mid nineties. It's like, it's cool, but they really started. It's like Honda in the nineties. Yeah. Honda in the nineties was badass. And then it's like late nineties, early two thousands German stuff like E 55 AMG and stuff like that. It's like, those are killer cars. And then now they're, I don't know. They're still cool, but they're very different. It like, I don't know I how to like describe kind of like it. Blended together with everything, like yeah, like Hyundai and Kia are kind of like building similar stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like I just have this sensation that almost all car brands kind of have this homogenous feel, and I assume it's just because like it's like German cars don't really feel German the way they used to, where it's like yeah, they're probably hiring designers from everywhere, <laughs> you know, and they've got like a design studio in Palo Alto or something, you know. It's like it's like everything is kind of global. Um, maybe to our benefit in some ways, but um, I, I don't know. Do you notice something different or something similar with that? Or it's like they don't really have the same. I, I think the problem, it's not a problem. It's just the only way these companies stay in business is by creating global architectures. Yeah, so right. you have a front wheel, rear wheel drive architecture that you split the platforms off into yeah. six different cars and every single car feels the same. So when you start sharing platforms, no matter what you do with the little things, these cars tend yeah. to have the exact same feel and they become more sterile. Right. They become more isolated, more numb and, you know, making fun of the steering feel thing again. <laughs> it's part of that experience yeah, sure. where, you know, you could have seven cars that literally all perform the same and everything that's different is right. electronic tuning of stability control, throttle, right. you know, like little, little small things. So it's easier to manufacture. And then every company copies each other. So you don't particularly, and, and you have to, because if you go kind of on your own path in a way, right. then the, the main consumers like, Ooh, that's too far away from this right. safety zone. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you lack the creativity. And anytime somebody goes, often does it especially sports cars you sell a thousand to five thousand a month and right. then you know you just lost hundreds of millions of dollars in <laughs> development there's just no there's just no pur purpose in doing that anymore so yeah. cars are very cardboard yeah super is kind of a good example of that it's like how many of these things did you think they were going to sell like right. they just they're not going to make some one-off yeah chassis for it's like yeah. 2,000 car a month. That's why I saw how Mazda is able to build the Miata. Yeah, like, I think because they already built it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dedicated platform to some tiny yeah. two-seat sports car. Yeah, yeah. That's who I'm going out there to see in Irvine. I'm doing a really? retrospective on every generation Mustang with all their engineers. So I'm going to be doing this like documentary thing for Mustang all or those cars. Miata, same, oh, yeah. Miata. Yeah. same thing. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Close, close yeah. yeah, same, <laughs> similar. Same thing. Similar. But it, that's that's kind of the discussion is like, how do you, where, it, it's a it's corporate culture, obviously, what's important sure. to them. But you know, how do you get your money to focus on these and make these cars still make money back or lose money? Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, what, what's the game? And I think we already know that answer is you have to have a volume seller. You have to have the kind of mass market thing to fund the other things that you want. And that's just common business in any company. 
Um, but yeah. I'm glad they're still doing the Miata. But I've always, I've, I mean, I've even thought the same thing about the Mustang, which is kind of, cr- especially when they had, they came out with this new platform, and the only car they use it is the Mustang. There's no sedan. There's no like. Yeah, Mike has talked over and over <laughs> about why don't they use the Mustang to make a rear wheel drive small sedan, or even just. I mean, it's it's weird to have a dedicated platform for a for nothing else. I mean, a, a, an essentially you know two seater yeah. fun car, when like every other company is you know even GM they use their stuff for everything. Yeah. Well, they're doing that now with the Tang, right? Don't they have a, a the isn't the new Exploder? I was gonna say, yeah, is, don't they have a Mustang inspired SUV? <laughs> it's like the electric, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I don't yeah. know if it actually shares anything. The I don't know. Tang. <laughs> 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 Sweet. Oh man. Um what about the shittiest new car you've reviewed? <laughs> you got an answer there. Um so well, I just had a again, I like these are interesting discussions because I always have them. We're always talking about like the worst shit ever. Mm-hmm. And um I could never get cars from GM, big surprise. But <laughs> when I did get offered cars from them, it was the Chevy Trax oh, and like these these piles. Now you're talking about like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're talking. Now we're getting into want it. it. Even if somebody gave it to you for free, yeah, yeah right. So, the whole thing is like if you hate a car don't do a project on them because you're just gonna bury yourself yeah <laughs> so the tracks is horrendous i think we just found the thumbnail for this yeah <laughs> this <episode. laughs> done it's, it is horrendous on every single measurable level the eco sport is horrendous oh. on every single level um and then i think the Ranger was really bad too. I know that's yeah. not that's not nearly as bad as those cars, but the Ranger was really bad. Do you think part of that is your expectations going into it, or is it just like objectively? Objectively, there's so <laughs> many problems with it. Jeez, like they just don't put any energy into it. It's like one of those those cars. All three of those purely exist because they didn't have a vehicle in that segment yeah and they're like well how do we you know from a business they're like well we got to get something in this segment call up jung hong <laughs> china and see what they can you know fucking churn out put these cad head. files on fiverr <laughs> <laughs> let's see what kind of <laughs> oh man let's put so, the yeah put the bid out shit together and in, in, you know in the computer from what they can pull out of their scrap heap dude and then they throw it together put the shittiest project together and then they charge people money for it that yeah. is literally gonna be in the grave in a couple years it's like unpaid interns <laughs> over the summer you're gonna be working on the tracks <laughs> the, the, lead, the lead engineer on the eco sport is like unpaid yeah, unpaid yeah. intern no, it's true though but like that's what i'm finding out is that a lot of these companies are putting their most junior level engineers and yeah. design teams I mean, that are almost on an intern level sure. I make a joke about that that's who's on all these smaller tier projects that have emerging market products which is fine I get it that not everybody has money sure. for a new car and I don't want to come off like a dick like there's I've been there where even $5,000 was too much money for a car so I get the fact that you have to have cheaper products but when the cheaper products are literally you know, as as good as a pair of dirty underwear, like right. you can't in any good conscience say, "Dude, go out and buy this. Go find a used car." Yeah, it's totally. Be better than that, right? Yeah, but I think the thing about the Eco Sport that I that's the worst is like that. Not only is it bad on its own, that represents like Ford's new strategy. Let's, <laughs> let's stop selling our other like 
we don't need the focus, but we have the eco. Yeah, that's like the only thing they left in America, right? <laughs> yeah. No, they like specifically brought that I think to have a cheap. Oh like, really? That is the cheapest Ford you can buy. That's their flagship like, any type entry level. Yeah. Jeez. Like someone that like would have bought whatever a Fusion or Focus, like yeah. we we do have the Eco Sport, a Fiesta. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, like to be fair to them, um, you know the American car makers have had some serious issues with small car sales forever. They yeah. haven't seemed to be able to get a winning formula. So, if you're going to look at it from a business side, is somebody going to? choose a Trax or a, a EcoSport over a Fiesta? Probably in our current market. Yeah, so right. What's the point of having them if people aren't buying them just to say, yeah. well, we have a small car. Yeah, right. You know, I, I mean, I get it. It's just I'm more frustrated, I think, with our the people who are like society yeah. of car buying public is yeah. down the gutter. <laughs> just mad at everyone like we, we, we always like, we have this like text conversation. Like we've posted a lot of pictures of like eco sports and Buick Encores. Yeah. Every time stuff. we see one on and, the road. Yeah. And like, just because they're so like kind of dorky looking. Yeah. And we always just like make up this joke. Like, I just like I'm coming back from the dealer. I want to bring the new car by and like show you what I got. And like we just yeah. post a picture of one yeah. of those driving. Just this like yeah. stupid scenario. That Scott, we've made come up. outside. Yeah. See what I got. I'm, right. I'm rolling up right now. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! You want to go for a ride? No, no. Go outside and check it out. Not really. You yeah. didn't pay me to go for a ride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're like, of all the cars that exist, like this is the one that you got. That's the one you picked. Yep, and there's people buying them, and I and I get it. Like some people just don't know any better, and it's not like, like you don't want to talk bad about them because there's literally people that either grew up in like a GM or a Ford family too right. that may have family members that work for those companies, yeah. and they get a good discount, and they're like, oh, we need a cheap car, and it's like, oh, well, the only car we have that's cheap is a fucking, mm. uh, you know, red line tracks edition. <laughs> so they're like, oh shit, that's what goes in their garage. And, I bought you a new car, Timmy. (laughs) Happy graduation. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Tracks. Jeez. Oh, man. Um, Let's... All right. I say one more topic. We can either talk about the new Golf or the Chrysler-Puget merger. What do you think? It's a tough choice. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the only thing I, I guess we could do them both. The only thing I wanted to talk about with the new golf is like, it looks identical to the, it looks like a very minor, like facelift. Yeah. It looks like a mid cycle right. refresh. And it's like, we were, we were looking at it and you know how they'll have like when a new vehicle just comes out and people get like spy shots of it and they'll like plaster their fucking website name kind of watermarked water on it. Thing. So they're like, this yeah. is ours. Right. It's like, you can't even tell it's a new goal. You know, I saw a picture of it and it's like, don't steal it from like stolen from whatever Jalopnik. It's like, they're probably driving that prototype around without camouflage for like two years. It looks because you wouldn't even fucking know. Yeah. I was like, it seemed very. I mean, I guess that's that's part of like the golf, like heritage. Is that like they never so similar that much? It's so so restrained. There almost has to be like a limit to, how little I mean, maybe, maybe it drives it's not like they're they hold one drove bad or anything yeah that's I, true I don't, I don't know what they're really going to do to it oh, is. Wow, this is night and day yeah i mean yeah all right i mean I, I agree i hadn't seen it and i just looked it up you look at it? i agree with you I, I mean i literally to me yeah there's some changes but i'd be more curious to see because the mk7 was on the mqb platform so 
you know, they had already migrated. I wonder if they migrated to a little bit bigger proportion so they could do all-wheel drive on all of them or something that they couldn't do technically yeah. cheap. Yeah, I assume it's still, I don't, I'm I don't sure know. It's still on the same platform. Yeah, just a slightly tweaked. So I, don't, I can't really see it like driving way different than the... I'm not sure. I really don't. I can't even well, tell. It could be. It could be. It could be EV related too. They had to make changes to the architecture for yeah, like battery because everybody right. wants to do EVs right on their gas-powered architecture. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is like awesome. I don't know. Yeah, it looks the same. <laughs> I know. I can't tell which pick. <laughs> it's like, wait, is that a 2019? Which one am I looking at here? Some of these are. Can I just say, like. In general, when people fucking do those like, like user submitted renders of new cars and stuff, they'll be like, "Is this the new Corvette C8?" And it's so fucking dorky looking. <laughs> and like, I've seen a ton of those, like the Bronco. Yeah, or like the new Supra, and it's just like the old one, but like, <laughs> some, like bigger wheels. Yeah, it's like, oh god. But then it still gets like reposted on sites because it's like they're so desperate for content. Like some, yeah, that, I mean, think about that. How would you like, and how would you like to work for some of these sites as like a journalist or whatever, a web <laughs> person? You know, like, oh, we need we need five stories a day, and then you just start pulling shit out of your ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, this guy sent me an email. It's this this yeah. car's got a fucking dick for an <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is a, like slightly interesting car on Bring a Trailer. Like <laughs> a story about five hundred words. Well, that's why we're so offended when our shit doesn't get posted. It's yeah. like really like yeah, the, we, we didn't make the cut dick exhaust gets posted like on every sign with this like this like documentary we poured our hearts into nope nope can't do it sorry bro the funniest thing is like they will they'll post a story and like it'll look like it's one of their stories it'll say like here's why this like works so well and it's just like a link to someone's video that like yeah, right. even, you just like repost <laughs> the paragraph how lazy can you get yeah it's pretty rough um okay what is the chrysler puget peugeot uh, thing did they merge a, a couple days ago they announced they're they're merging chrysler and peugeot citroen peugeot yeah oh, yeah don't forget about citroen oh citroen is part of it yeah, whatever fiat so does that mean we're gonna get french cars here um i don't think anyone might supposedly like they want a dealer network to actually sell because they don't obviously they don't have yeah. that now but i don't know whether that will actually happen or not huh they probably took a look at the ego sport <laughs> and they were like, fuck, if that's the, <laughs> that's the future, if that's the market, let's fucking get in there. Oh, you man. have a lot of FCA connections though, right? That's like one of the I, brands that actually, I, uh, I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think with the last, when we at, were on our last press trip and we were talking about it, we were like, dude, what's with the, uh, infinity Nissan Renault merger talks. Like, <laughs> I'm like, are you guys just jonesing to buy junk or what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're kind of worried about it. And it's a tax write-off. <laughs> it's it's clearly something to do with other markets. Yeah, and um, not, I don't see it affecting the U.S. And I think the 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 Peugeot uh, merger is just going to affect their global market versus the U.S. more than anything. Mm -hmm. um, no, I, I don't really know what it does for them. I can't really see like any of those brands actually working here. As much as like people would no. like to talk about it, like oh, I drive a Peugeot. I'm like, yeah, maybe fucking wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they were smart. I think it just it, it consolidates. It gives them more uh, supplier connections. Um, you oh. know, more leverage. That's a good point. 
you know, to build things cheaper, have yeah. access to stuff overseas. It just, it, totally. it, maybe it makes sense for them. I don't know what it does, but I'll never know. That Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You know, you're buying 600,000 Windows switches instead of 300,000 or something. Like, there's probably yeah. something there. Probably some DNA. Yeah, it, it gives them more power. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wish it was a better, I wish it was a different brand from an American perspective. Right. Like, you know, a Nissan Infiniti, that one's a tr- tough one because they're in trouble. You know, no. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. We've talked about that many, many a time. It's a recurring topic. Yeah. Nissan yeah. sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's just money or like management or like lack of resources. It seems like lack of resources because they just, they're, they're not coming, yeah. they're not innovating anything new. It, and yeah. the stuff that they have isn't getting any better. It could also be, I think it's a combination of everything, including probably some brain drain. People start just like seeing the writing on the wall and. Moving over to Peugeot. <laughs> <laughs> Renault's on the greener pastures. Yeah, Renault's going to get a new GTR or something. <laughs> all the smart people are going to jump ship. Okay, and finally, um, we have a little topic, a recurring game on here that we like to play called the Cobalt Theory. And if you are new to the podcast, which I can't imagine there's anyone new, <laughs> I think our viewership only declines. Yeah. I don't think it goes up. It's going to go down after this. This is the cliff. <laughs> but um, if you are new, the Cobalt Theory is basically what is the most uninspiring car for an enthusiast to own. I, th- I think that's what we've settled yeah. on. And it, even not necessarily from an ownership, just like even, even yeah. from a distance. Right. It's just kind of like what car gives you zero enjoyment and zero emotion. Yes. Yeah. Zero yeah. enjoyment and zero emotion. And it started because my and, and zero, like not a lot of like confidence either. What like, do you mean? Or like even a Toyota Corolla doesn't yeah, really yeah, inspire yeah. you, but like it's, it's boring, but at least it's reliable. Right. It'll like, run there's a name. And yeah. Yeah, and so this started originally because Mike posited that the 2007 <laughs> Chevy Cobalt four-door was, like, the most offensively uninspiring, boring car ever. And so we've gone back and forth on, like, whether or not we agree with that. <laughs> Look back at our previous episodes. <laughs> Anyways, we're curious if you have a um, if you have an answer to that, to the Cobalt. Yeah, I think I do. Um the cobalt, funnily, funny enough, was when that car came out. Do you remember the lightning lap stuff? Yeah, from Car and Driver. They oh, still the, do it. The, yeah, like, supercharged or whatever with turbo. Yeah. No, 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 the yeah. Car and Driver lightning yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah, they they sent the the, the the fast version. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the lap time that that cobalt SS set? No. It was faster than like a Lotus Exige, Ooh, like all these like sports damn. cars. It blew them away, and all the reviews were like, "This car punches above its weight." You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's just the media around that right, car. Right. It, it, it. That's when my brain changed from like paying attention to some of this stuff to realizing how little any of that stuff matters. <laughs> are you going to tell me objectively because that Cobalt SS is faster than a Lotus Exige that it's somehow a better You're going to drive one home? <laughs> yeah. Have so, you, yeah, the uh, Cobalt's pretty bad. Kind of often, have you driven the Veloster in? I just, I did like a month ago and people are like, dude, when are you going to release that video? And um, I wanted to wait until I'm going to make more money from ad revenue to release that. <laughs> <laughs> Pump yeah, up those numbers. Um, no, I, yeah, I, 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 that, that's one of those cars like everyone's oh my god like this thing is like yeah 
but I don't know if it's if that's just like media speak. Or yeah, it's right. Like genuinely great. Yeah, I, I have not driven one. I, I don't even know if I've seen one driving. We'll have to wait for November. <laughs> yeah, apparently. To, <laughs> to click on those links to get the goose. Yeah, I click Smash on all of them. <laughs> I click on all the links. Every ad. Uh-huh. Hell yeah, I want to. I'm gonna put links in there that are gonna take uh-huh. you places you don't want to go. Yeah, so Amazon referrals. I saw ads that ended up buying a Chevy Trax. <laughs> I, want, I want one of those. Ads. I want yeah. those in-video ads like every 30 seconds or something. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the Veloster N, um, it's 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 pretty good. I mean, it's like it's what you would expect. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's not like game change, like life altering. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting out of a Golf GTI. I mean, it's a really yeah, good car. Sure, it's like pretty cool. Much. And the yeah. Veloster is just it kind of amps up the gimmicks with the farting exhaust mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, back to your topic. Sorry, um, I would say there's only a few cars that I've ever been in that I'm like, these things are so fucking horrendous <laughs> that I can't stomach even sitting in them. One was a Dodge Avenger. Oh, oh that has, that has been, it's been brought up. It's, yeah. brought up. Yeah. it's a the good Avenger one. Avenger was really, really bad. That was like in the era of the Dodge Magnum. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, Avenger, it pretty much all my Caliber, cars are FCA I think was in there. Yeah. The, yeah. the original Avenger was like sort of cool. I thought they were okay. Like they kind of like, like mid nineties, like right? Yeah, they like sloped. Yeah, yeah, but then like mm-hmm. then it just became like a de- like a dedicated shitbox, like late two thousands. Right. Yeah. yeah, the old ones were the Mitsubishi. Ones. Right, 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 they, right. The, like yeah, the mid two thousands were. I don't know what they were, <laughs> but I got in that as a rental, and I'm like, I I turned around and dropped it back off, and I forgot what they gave me. It was something even worse, but it was better. <laughs> you could live with yourself. <laughs> yeah. And what about this one? It doesn't get much worse than this fucking piece of shit. And I even told the FCA rep, she's like in charge of all these, yeah. and I'm like, how could you? support a product like the Dodge Nitro. Ooh. <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid submission. Yeah. That's one of those cars that, um, like, I'll see a Nitro on the road, and it'll make me feel less American. It looks or like somehow. it's, it's like, <laughs> like chiseled from plastic. You're like, how did a company create those? It looks like one of those like cheap toys that like you'd get for my son. Like, <laughs> yeah. where it's like not like an official thing they sell. Yeah, it's like the off-brand like Tonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Donka or something. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. That's pretty solid. Uh, it's pretty solid submission. <laughs> um, well, I feel like we could honestly talk to you for more hours That's but true, this yeah. is already pushing the this is beyond it's probably our longest podcast <laughs> probably, actually yeah. it's just pretty it good <laughs> um anyways i guess let me just close by reiterating keep doing what you're doing except for the part where it's killing you <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> how about why don't i just say this whatever you've done so far is awesome and we appreciate the videos that you have come out with this thus far. <laughs> Whatever else we get as a bonus from here, but um, yeah, I really appreciate you having me on and saying those positive things because sometimes it's like, as you guys know, I'm sure doing this stuff, it's it can be a real fucking downer. So yeah, um, absolutely. The, the highs are really high with it when you when you have something that's good and it it's got good viewership and yeah. it's it, it works out good. It's good, but. Totally. I don't know. It's that's so hard. There is no magic formula. Right? Yeah, those thirty-six hours where you're flying high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Until your next video release. Yeah. yeah, and then you're back in the salt mines. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you guys. Likewise, um, 
ever since I saw your first couple videos that you had put out, and obviously most of them, some of them were, I guess the 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 first one was pretty viral. The big one where you were doing the God, what the fuck was the title of it? The rollover one. Oh, the oh, final, final race. race. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, the final race. Yeah. continues to be viral. It, it, it's just it's got less staying power. You know, That's and I'm good. sure you wish it probably didn't have staying power. <laughs> <in some ways. laughs> it's definitely like skewed our viewership in a very for, weird. For better or for yeah. worse. Yeah, I would say like half of our subscribers are just from that video. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we're really? pretty we're pretty big in emerging markets. Uh-huh. Let's just say developing developing markets. Yeah, the kind of places where you might aspire to drive an Echo Sport. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've yeah. struck a chord. Well, I hope you guys can continue doing what you're doing. And just be yourself and stick with the humor that you have and the like the the passion that you guys have as friends. That's what really comes out. Um, you'll have your funny, quirky, off the wall shit that's gonna like hit that small group, the mm-hmm. core group that's probably paying you money on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then work on you know some stuff that's more accessible too that you put a lot of passion into. I, I think it's just gonna grow. But try to do more videos if you can. I yeah, know it's hard. I know. Oh, yeah. Well, appreciate that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for taking the time, man. This was a lot of fun. This was awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks. You're one of the few heroes I've met that <laughs> I didn't <laughs> regret. <laughs> Cross off my bucket list. Well, cool. Well, um, let's up and get Doug tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Anyways, if you enjoyed something, something Patreon, <laughs> sign up for both the Savage Geese Patreon and the Garbrez Patreon. Um, thank you guys for being here, and we will see you. We'll continue. This is a little bonus, but we're going to continue with our live first Sunday of the month, 6 p.m. Yep. Uh, Pacific time yep. podcast. And so thanks for hanging out. Hope you enjoyed, and see you next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>